Everybody, welcome uh, to a show. We're trying to record on video at the same time as audio because apparently some maniacs out there will watch a podcast on YouTube. I don't understand it. I'm afraid of it. It's hard for me to not look at myself talking. So people will come on a show like this and be like, oh my gosh, I hate the sound of my voice. Well, imagine looking at your own fucking face in addition. Not a good time. Anyway, I, I just thought people would have enough of looking at someone's face from the last year of everything being on Zoom. Uh, um, today's show, we're talking about podcasts from 2011. Why would we do that? Well, uh, this show started in 2011, it turns out. That's right. In this coming March, we will be at a 10-year anniversary of this podcast. For some reason, we've done this for 10 years. <laughs> so I guess we should be at technically episode 520, and we're not there. Although we have taken some uh, times on... Uh, I was watching myself screw that up and didn't help me get back on track faster, if you can believe it. Some pot of weens and things like that have sh have slowed us down. And sometimes I just don't feel like doing this, okay? Bite me. So what we're going to do today is look at some of the best huge air quotes podcasts of 2011. See what they're up to today. See how they're doing today. And, uh... Maybe that'll make me feel better about our relative success, which is low. Or maybe it'll make me feel much, much worse. Which isn't necessarily something I thought possible, but hey, I'm open to it. So what we've gone to is the Onion AV Club Podmass. And uh, they have Podmass's best podcasts of 2011. This is from December 30th of 2011. At 12.01 a.m. So, I mean, that's pretty close. That's a pretty good uh, end of the year. Like uh, other things, like Spotify. Spotify is like, here's what you liked this year. And I'm like, it's November. Excuse me. I have not gotten nearly into my Kelly Clarkson Christmas period. Thank you very much. Uh, number 10. Mike and Tom eat snacks. If you need proof that Michael Ian Black never runs out of silliness, behold his far-flung banter with co-host Tom Cavanaugh. They turn a podcast that's ostensibly about reviewing snack foods into a free-for-all. Great. Um, so Mike and Tom eat snacks, terribly pixelated album art. Let's see. They have a website. Episode 100 was June 20th, 2016. Um, is that the last episode? It appears like it may be the last episode, but I'm not totally sure. Now, who's Tom Cavanaugh? 
Tom Cavanaugh. Okay, so Michael Ian Black, he's fairly famous, right? Um, I'm going to just type in Michael Ian Black and see if he's got a Wikipedia. Maybe it'll be like, uh, here's the worst part about him, but I don't see anything. Let's do personal life. His parents are Jewish and he is an atheist. That doesn't help me at all. Uh, he lives in Connecticut. All right. That's a five out of ten state, so fair enough. Tom, oh, Tom Cavanaugh. If you uh, look up him, you'll recognize him. <laughs> if you look up him, you'll recognize him. Um, he hasn't tweeted anything since 2018. That's interesting. Let's see. Let's see if Tom Cavanaugh is up to anything these days. Uh, I'm trying to remember what he's from. You certainly recognize him. Oh, he's the Flash on TV. Okay, so uh, so far, what I'm finding is uh, pretty successful other dudes. I guess, or is he the Flash? He's on the Flash. He might be the reverse Flash guy. Whatever. Doesn't really matter. Point being... Uh, He's Dr. Okay, he's Dr. Harry Wells slash Dr. Harrison Wells. Um, by the way, I can do the math. You don't need to do that for me, IMDB. Oh, Harry Wells and Harrison Wells is the same guy on a TV show? Oh, that's amazing. Okay, it's all coming together. Um, he was also on Comic Book Men as himself. He's been Okay, he's been on a lot of shit. All right, so uh, the number 10 podcast, Mike and Tom Eat Snacks, would appear these guys are doing better than uh, Helpful Snowman. So that's one down. Number nine, Thrilling Adventure Hour. Okay, wait, there's a tie between Thrilling Adventure Hour, Super Ego, and the Tobolowski Files. So Thrilling Adventure Hour, what? Entertainment's brought to you by the Work Juice Corporation. Thrilling Adventure Hour operates on a can't-miss premise. Comedic takes on pulpy serials from golden age of radio. Starring Los Angeles comedy vets Paul F. Tompkins, Craig Kakowski, Hollywood ringers and voiceover talents, and an eager stable of marquee guests. Um... So it looks like that was pretty big. You can get tickets? Shop? Where's about the show? Where do I see the, uh, to download a full, the full audio and MP3 of the songs? They have road shows. I don't know. I don't know about this, guys. I think the Thrilling Adventure Hour might be dead. Ooh, latest podcast. The feed is broken on their website. So uh, I'm going to say suck it on that one. Although they do still tweet, so maybe, maybe not. I'm going to say it looks like they're not doing a podcast anymore. That could be the fa the case. But I don't know. Oh, they have a Patreon. Uh-oh. Oh, they made the mistake of more available on at Patreon. So they uh, added Patreon so I could be, okay. For $5 a month, I can get some stuff. They have... <sighs> 352 posts. Big fucking deal. Um, okay, they've been doing a bunch of Patreon stuff. Well, 
Looks like they're a little more successful. Okay. Super Ego Podcast um, has not posted since July this last year of 2020. Although the thing they posted was um, a live show in 2019. Um, February, January, February of this year. Come on, Super Ego. Also, they have Flash needs to be updated about us. Their about us is broken. Maybe. Matt Gourley. Matt Gourley has performed with the Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh, it seems like most top podcasts are basically Upright Citizens Brigade vehicles. Tobolowski Files. Oh, this is that character actor, Stephen Tobolowski. Um, let's see what he's up to. Well, this hasn't gone up since 2017. Haha. -ha. Um, let's see. Well, he's been pretty busy, looks like, up until the last year or so. I thought he had been involved in some kind of scandal. Am I incorrect there? Hmm, he doesn't, it doesn't say on his IMDb, but let's see. Scandal. Hmm. Well, I'm not seeing anything here. An actor's low life on the, no. I don't know. I thought that this was going to be a... Uh, for some reason, I thought he had been involved in some kind of sex thing, but maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else entirely, so sorry, Stephen Tobolowski. Um, I was kind of hoping he had been, just for the sake of not being as good as me now. But that's fine. So those podcasts have discontinued, but uh, their stars have used them as a springboard to go on to another thing, which I'm not doing. I'm doing this for this, okay? She likes me for me. I do this for this. The Bugle, starring John Oliver and Andy Zaltzman. Uh, John Oliver had a sewage treatment plant named after him. So that's something. Um, sounds like he's pretty unsuccessful. Andy Zaltzman... He does extended pun runs. That sounds awful. Personal life. His wife is a barrister. <laughs> what a loser. Um, and he delivered his son at home due to his wife entering labor suddenly. Spelled with an L-A-B-O-U-R. Loser. Obviously a loser. Um, so yeah, not nearly as good. And uh, John Oliver, as we know. Other than being like Poonmaster Flex's sort of second secret boyfriend that's not so secret, and she's always talking about how funny. Little tip for domestic bliss. It's one thing if your partner, let's say your partner's not a weightlifter, and you see a strongman contest on TV, feel free to compliment the strength of the strongman. If your partner fancies himself a humorous, radio personality uh f talking about how hilarious a different radio personality is not 
not something I love. Just, you know, this information has come too late in my life to benefit me, but maybe it'll help you. (laughs) All right, number seven, the mental illness happy hour. Fraught as it is with competition and warped egos, the comedy world is the last place you'd expect to find a, a sincere psychiatric companion. Instead, host Paul Gilmartin warns listeners in each episode that he's just a jackass that tells dick jokes, but he handles some of the most privileged information there is with professional-grade skill intact. Well, people have said that about me many times. Um, this is still running. That's interesting. Um, Paul Gilmartin hosts the show. Skewered towards anyone interested in or affected by depression, addiction, and other mental challenges which are so prevalent in the creative arts. <laughs> um, this is also for depressed losers who are, like, hooked on pills. Hello? Uh, I don't... Here's the thing, Paul Gilmartin. Maybe some people are hooked on things and aren't looking to get help. Where are they supposed to turn? Helpful snowman radio. <laughs> You just want to take a bunch of pills and listen to something that doesn't criticize you for doing that. Have I got your number? I can tell you right now, it's not the mental illness happy hour. Okay. Um, oh, it won a Webby Award in 2018 or 15. The Webby Award is uh, poorly designed for the web, so it's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> oh, free episodes up to one year old. You can um, download their ringtone, and their Amazon link has been discontinued by Amazon. So that's something. Um, free episode. So after a year old, you have to pay, huh? How does that work? Uh, I mean, a year is still kind of a lot, I guess. But I don't know. I just don't care about... Okay. Well, you know what? Fuck it. Let's look up, let's look up Paul Gill... Martin. It said Paul Gil Martin poems, but I don't think that's this guy, but maybe. Longtime host of TBS's Dinner in a Movie. Since 2011, he's been the host. Yeah, I know that. We know that. Okay. Oh, he's from Second City. What a surprise. Um, he's been on other stuff. Has faced his own battles with mental health and addiction. Oh, loser. Uh, He suffers from depression, which went undiagnosed until his mid-30s. Following a depressive episode, he entered treatment. He's been sober since 2003. Oh, boy. Uh, In addition to his theatrical successes, he's an accomplished woodworker creating pieces of Danish modern style. Okay. Paul Gilmartin. All right. Well, I guess you win this one, Paul. But let's see number six. Surely we haven't we haven't run across any so far that are like way below us, but uh, I think we'll get there soon. <laughs> this American Life. <laughs> oh damn it! <laughs> I do feel. Let me just say this: I do feel it's a little unfair, because I think being like a NPR thing, like NPR is tax funded, right? We all pay for NPR to exist. And NPR runs This American Life. So really, This American Life success owes a little something to this show. Because I am a taxpayer. I, you know, I pay 
taxes on the money that I earned on this. <laughs> um, number five, the Nerdist. Tun, tun, tun. Um, that guy, I know, got in trouble, although I don't really know what 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 exactly happened, but I also don't care. Um, the Nerdist. Well, this last article seems to be from June 7th, 2018. Did the Nerdist die when he when he was done? Like, when he left, was that the end? Is this the end of the Nerdist? Um, I don't see the podcast here. And there's a best of 2020. What's happening? How does this work? Where's the uh, podcast? Nerdist. I mean, that guy must have made about a bajillion dollars, right? Um, oh, he's doing Idiot. Which is spelled I-D-1-O-T. Is uh, formerly the Nerdist podcast. It is a show about what it really means to be a nerd. This is a TV show. This is from the 2010s. What the hell is going on? So the Nerdist is done. The Nerdist is dead. And Chris Hardwick is in trouble because he did... Accused of emotional and sexual abuse by his ex-girlfriend, Chloe Dykstra. Um, but then AMC allowed him to, what the hell is going on? This is too confusing. Is Chloe Dykstra related to Lenny Dykstra? No, she's the daughter of American special effects artist, John Dykstra. Okay, great. Um, so are we doing better than the Nerdist? (laughs) Maybe today at this moment, Helpful Snowman can say it's doing better than the Nerdist podcast is at this moment. You know, I mean, I guess the goal really of any podcaster, um, maybe slightly above entertaining and enriching people's lives, is to get famous enough that uh, people actually would care if you abused your girlfriend. Just a thought. The best show on WFMU with Tom Sharpling. I think this is one I tried to list. Oh my God, this has a the most horrific website I have ever seen. This looks like it stopped in 2013. But maybe I'm wrong. You know, you're looking at the uh, the uh, link that they had before, right? Steamrolling chumps every Tuesday. I mean, this sounds like something I can get into, to be perfectly honest. Three hours of mirth, music, and mayhem. Music? Music? Um, okay, so this is still going. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Well, whatever. It's fine. Okay, so we're behind them. You know, I'm just, I'm just trying to put myself up against my peers who've been doing it as long as I have. Comedy Bang Bang. Number three. I guess as I think about this, I should have gone from start to finish, one to ten. Because the chances that I'm going to be more popular than number one, when This American Life was six, Um, comedy bang bang with Scott Ackerman. Um, I can't tell if this is a thing. Okay. Latest episode, 2020 Holiday Spectacular. Damn it. Damn it. Guest stars Jason Manzukis, Paul F. Tompkins, Andy Daly, Lauren Lapkus. All right, that sounds pretty solid. Oh, but you have to pay. 
All episodes older than six months can be found at Stitcher Premium ad-free. So I have to do... Wait, what? Stitcher Premium? How does this work? Is this an Earwolf thing? Earwolf is a podcast network. They probably at some point were trying to get me to join them, you know, but I I wouldn't pay attention to that. I never do. I never do. Um, you know, you get... You really do, um, when you have a podcast, you get constant offers to join a network or a website or what seems to be like some kind of podcast directory, which I'm sort of, that one always weirds me out because uh, you'll get this thing and it's like, join our, our audio community with your podcast or something. And I'm like, I mean, you could just put it on there. I'm not going to know. I, I don't really care. You know, it's never something where it's some crazy shit that I don't want to be... It's not like, hi, we at the um, Hitler Youth Network, H-Y-N, you've probably heard of us, would love to have your show as one of our offerings. Um, it's never been that. And even if it was, even if that, if H-Y-N decided to pick up this show and just put it on there, what am I going to do? I'm not famous enough to have a scandal about that. And even if I was at some point, I'd be like... I, look, they just took it. I don't know. The feed's on there. They could just take it. And they did. What am I supposed to do? Spend my whole day making sure that I'm not a part of a podcast network? I mean, if I just do podcast network. Helpful snowman. Player.fm. I have nothing to do with that. Um... My God, there's a bunch of bunch of stupid stuff. Truth Network podcast. What? The Snowman. There's a lot of broadcasters who go by the Snowman. It's like, wow, that's really clever. Good one. You gotta add a word on the beginning, dumbass. You can't just be the Snowman. You have to be the something Snowman. Those URLs are available. Let's see. Number two, the Pod F. Tompcast. Uh, although it practically disappeared for the second half of the year, to date, only full episode has been since June 30th. This looks like it also went away in 2013. Now, T Paul F. Tompkins, I always confused with, uh, oh, he had Chris Hardwick on. See? Now, see? This website is real fucked up. Um... Pod F Tompcast. Let's see. Maybe they have a new website. Uh-oh. They have episodes as of 22 minutes ago. Oh, it's 22 minutes long. I don't really know how podcasts... Yeah, this has been over since 2013. And uh, I don't know how many they had. They only had 3.2 thousand ratings at a 4.8. <sighs> 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 Whatever. Whatever. Um, Pod F Tomcast. That's too cute. You get too cute with the name. I'm declaring us as better than the Pod F Tomcast, or more successful at this point. You know, it's been almost eight years. Pod Paul, Pod F Tom Paul. So, uh, sometimes you don't need to be better. Sometimes you just need to outlast the competition. So we are officially better than one podcast from 2011. 2011. Uh, number one, 
WTF with Mark Marin. Damn it. Um, let's just see all episodes. Oh, he's got a premium thing too. Bootsy Collins, Scott Glenn, Brad Williams, Zach Braff, James Kahn, Michael J. Fox, bunch of nobody's Glenn Close. <laughs> David Cross, <laughs> Patty Smith, Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> Lewis Black, Wayne Coyne, uh, John Cusack, Whew. Alicia Keys and John Leguizamo together. What? How, what? Um, Tony Collette, J.K. Simmons, Billy Crudup, Kieran Culkin, and Carrie Washington. Okay. You know what? Fine. Fine, everybody. Um, I'm willing to concede defeat on that one. So how does this work? How does his, uh, I wonder how his go premium, what does that mean? Stitcher pre, oh, Stitcher premium, huh? That's how you do it? You get everything. Five dollars a month, you get all this. Okay. Well, I'm not going to talk about that because that sounds like a much smarter financial deal than uh, like paying five dollars for my Patreon, which I have, by the way. You can go over there. It's like Patreon.com/slash/HelpfulSnowman, probably. Let me give you a little piece of advice. I'm not like a close monitor of this, so. Certainly what someone could do at this point, we've got uh, quite a collection of uh, quite a collection of bonus episodes. That's the big thing. Every month is the bonus episode, which I think you get for like almost no money, no money down. Um, let's see. Let's just look at how many we've got here. I pushed the wrong button. Oh, God. Why won't you let me do this? Posts. Um, published. How about that? 47. 47, about 47 hours. It's probably closer to 50 to 75 hours of uh, content. Here's what a smart person would do. Sign up for one month, pay for one month, which is like, I think, let's just look at uh, what the, uh, you know, I don't even know what the tiers are anymore. This is how pathetic this whole thing is. But uh, I think it's like $2 is the cheapest, to be honest with you. Yeah, you can do $2 a month. Um, oh, but you don't get the free episodes for that. You have to do $5 a month to get the bonus pod exclusive to Patreon donors. So here's the deal. You sign up at that $5 tier... And then you get it free every month. Um, but you can also just go back, download all the old ones, and uh, then cancel it. So really, you could do this for $5. Now, I'm not speaking right now to anyone who's already signed up, by the way. Um, it, that won't work for you guys. If, if any of you quit, I will know. And I'm coming for you. But if you're a new person and you're like, I can't, I can't pay this idiot $5 a month. That's fair. That is extremely fair. But if you are considering, I would say maybe just pay the five, download all the old stuff, and uh, then quit. 
Or, you know, maybe it's kind of like going to the gym in the first part of the year. You're not going to be going to the gym the first part of this year. Um, so you might as well find something else to spend money on that you're not going to use. For example, a podcast that you listen to. So you could just go to that Patreon, spend the $5, and much as you normally would with the gym, kind of forget about it until, you know, I don't know, February, March, June. And then you're like, what's this $5? Oh, right, Patreon. And you're like, I should cancel that. And then you think, wait, first I'm going to go download all the new stuff since then. Then I will cancel. And then you'll see it, and then you'll feel bad for me because you'll be like, oh, my God, $32 a month. That's like nothing. That's nothing. He should just be doing Amazon Mechanical Turk uh, with this time. And I wouldn't disagree with you from a financial standpoint. But like I said, we're all trying to get famous enough to harass and then get in trouble for it. So, all that to say, why don't you just head over there and you can sign up. This is like the only kind of commercial we do, by the way, so fuck off. It's not that bad. I think it's pretty entertaining. It's better than Casper Mattress. I don't have a Casper Mattress. I do have a pair of MeUndies, although I didn't purchase them myself. Um... What I don't even know. I don't. I don't bet on sports. I don't take. A, I don't eat boner gum. Is Blue Chew a gum or a pill? I feel like it's a gum. But why? Why is it a gum? Why do I want to get a boner from a gum as opposed to a pill? That seems. That makes no sense to me. Blue Chew. Let's see. Blue Chew, official site. Bluechew.com/slash/official. Why is that a thing? Is sex with chewable ta- Okay, it's a chewable tablet. Starting at $20 a month. How many boners do you think you get a month? <laughs> you get... Uh, here are the, the tiers. Active, busy, popular, and pro. Um, so active, you get six a month. So that... Uh, don't tell my 20-year-old self this, but uh, yeah. That'd probably do just fine. Busy is 30, and that's 10 a month. Um, popular is 17 a month. And pro <laughs> is 34 a month. Now, pro <laughs> um, or pro is 34 pills for $90 a month. But you know what I might do is just go with pro stockpile for three months, and then I'd have, what, like 120 pills? So I'd have two years' worth of it in three months. Um, Jesus Christ, can you take that much of that? Take 34. That's one a day plus three randoms, right? How long do these boners last? What's going on? <laughs> no waiting rooms, no appointments. That's good. That seems questionable. I just took um. So I have a two-year-old. It's like an expired contacts prescription. It was expired last March. Because I emailed my eye doctor. <laughs> I was like, hey, uh, can, I, can you just give me some more contacts? Because I'm a little low on contacts. And, you know, last March it was like, I think everything's going to be fine. But if there's an apocalypse, I guess it'd be good to have a couple years worth of contact lenses. That'd help me shoot and stab without having to worry about glasses. Um, and they were like, no, your prescription's expired. So you'll have to come in for an appointment, and we're not doing appointments. 
And I was like, okay, great. So then uh, I tried to make an appointment. I got on their calendar again in uh, November. And of course, it's all booked up because everyone's insurance expires in uh, the end of the year, which, by the way, insurance companies, like, hello, why don't you spread it out? Why doesn't BCBS do December, somebody else does November, somebody else does September? That way, it's not like everybody's trying to go to the doctor at the same fucking time. Anywho, uh, I saw they had an appointment for the Wednesday before Thanksgiving in the afternoon, and I was kind of surprised, but it's an online booking system, and I was like, all right, well, it's pretty likely that they just forgot, and that's why this is here, uh, but I'll just book it and see what happens. I booked it and got a call like 15 minutes later that was like, we don't have any available appointments left in 2020. And, you know, I, I wasn't going to fight it because I was like, I know what happened here. You got your system uh, and you didn't you didn't say like, oh, we don't want to be in the office at 3.30 the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So, you know, it was just a mistake. So anyway, I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just call you guys back in January or something and make an appointment when there's nobody there. And then it's like pandemic part two is happening or pandemic part one because it's worse than the original. And uh, so I got on and I got on my, or I went in my email and 1-800-CONTACTS was like, hey, is a prescri- uh, expired prescription keeping you from ordering contact lenses? And I was like, normally this stuff is creepy, but uh, yes, that is exactly what's happening, 1-800-CONTACTS, go on. And they were like, what we can do for you is you can answer some questions. We can renew your existing prescription and send you some contacts. And I was like, I'm in. I mean, to be honest with you, like my prescription doesn't change that much. Um, And also I'm like, I mean, I'm fine. I just need more contacts. Like how long am I supposed to wear? Every time when I go in and then the eye doctor's like, how long you been wearing this pair of contacts? I'm like, only about a week. Um, And then sometimes they ask, how long do you usually wear a pair? And I'm like, until it chips, until it turns into a hardened glass thing and chips, or until I think I've placed it inside the contact solution. And really it's sitting on the side of the sink where it's going to turn into a hard crust overnight. So several months, several months I'll go on a, on a pair as long as possible. Is that an answer? If as long as possible truly means like, yeah, I mean months, six months. (laughs) That's, you know, the eye doctor, I'm kind of like, you don't want to give me another appointment. But uh, if I told you like, okay, well, I'm going the next six months on two pairs of contacts. What's six, one, half dozen, the other eye health wise. But uh, yeah, so I took this test online. The online eye test was like, all right, here's what you got to do. <laughs> Set up your computer, uh, promise us that you've backed up 10 feet, and read the eye chart. And I was like, okay, so this is just, this is just like the contacts company, right? Being like, what's the minimum we could do and still prescribe people contact lenses and say that like we tried? That, what's the minimum we can do to not get in trouble? When someone, you know, when an old lady orders contacts and then puts on 27 pairs at once because she forgets that she's put them in. How do we stay out of trouble? 
Um, and then you answer, you take pictures of your eyes. It's like, look up, down, left, right. And it's like, I guess, making sure your eye is there. <laughs> it's like, well, that's an eyeball. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what they expect to tell from that. And then you also answer some questions like, how out of date is your prescription? And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's like the bear, it's just basically like, do you have eyes? Are you using contacts now? Is there any blood? No? Okay, that's probably fine. Stand 10 feet from your computer. And I was like, I'm not standing 10. For some reason, this is how stupid I am. I I wasn't going to stand 10 feet because I was like, I can't really set this up in the kitchen and be 10 feet away because, you know, what is this, House Hunters International? I don't have that kind of house. So I set it up and then I backed up as far as I could, which was probably like six or seven feet. And it didn't even occur to me at the time how dumb that is, because it's like, well, if you're not going to be 10 feet away, why even bother? Then you read, like, an eye chart. You cover one eye, you read the eye chart. You cover the other eye, you read the eye chart. And then you do both eyes and read the eye chart. Now, I sent this in, and it was like, our doctor cannot, uh, couldn't make out the audio, because, you know, I had this laptop I was using that sucks. And so... uh I ended up having to do it like four times and I eventually plugged in an external microphone to make sure it could hear. And let me tell you, by that fourth time, I was not fucking around. I was like, look, I've read the eye chart four times. I can see the see the letters. I do not need to get up and do this. But I have to wonder if sometimes the quote unquote doctors, which by the way, do you need a doctor to listen to me read letters out loud? that are and verify that they're correct. That does not seem like a good use of a physician's time or, uh, you know, did how I'm glad they went to a lot of school for that. Oh yeah. These words, uh, these letters match the letters that I'm seeing in print. These orally spoken words and the print words are the same words. Wow. And they're like, wow, doc, you're good. You're the best. <laughs> so anyway, I did that. And like, five days later have a two year supply of contact lenses, (laughs) which I'm like, this is probably not a good thing. This is probably a bad thing to have done. Um, this is probably not in my own best interest, but I'm like, Hey, you know what, man? Like I'm probably not getting this COVID vaccine until at least the summer. Uh, you know, unfortunately I was like, you know, maybe I could really bulk up a lot. Uh, do my go mad gallon of milk a day and keep lifting weights and get into a technically obese category and get my vaccine slightly earlier. <laughs> but I, I don't know. It seems that that may have other adverse health effects. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, you're going to need a fucking CPAP machine for sure now. <laughs> so anyway, I, it's probably not getting it till summer. So it's like, I as well ride it out till the summer it's like can't see very well but uh what are they gonna do test my eyes at the dmv Eh, eh, who cares i think i'm gonna make it i think that my current level of vision with my contact lenses is gonna carry me through to vaccine time and that's the goal all right everybody well that's our show for the day um, complete with like a fake blue chew commercial and a fake, uh, but also real, but maybe fake in the sense that I don't have hopes it'll turn out Patreon commercial. 
Um, you can always find me at helpfulsnowman.com. Buy some of the stuff I've written. That's the best thing. Buy that. Put up a review on Amazon or Goodreads or whatever. When you finish it on the Kindle, before you toss the Kindle aside and be like, well, that was fucking bullshit, push those five stars that Kindle annoys you with where it's like, I know you just finished this book, like literally hit the emotional denouement, rate it. I'm annoyed by it in every case, but do it for me. That's all I ask. Do it for me. Do something for me I would never do for anyone else.